You're listening to the Young Adult Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, challenge you, and lead you closer to Jesus. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God, he's a creator of life and light. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a topic I hope can change minds. It's a topic called Call to Create and in prepping for this message, I was like wondering, okay, God, how do you want me to, to write it? What do you want me to say about it? Call to create what, right? Like there's so many things that uh, I could have done in, in the directions of where to go. But I really felt like it was laid upon my heart to, to, in order for us to really understand what we're called to, I think it's important for us to know where we're called from, right? And so with that being said, right, if you've been around church for a little bit, if you've grown up either in the church or you've been going to church just for a little bit even, you, you probably know that the Bible says a lot of things about God wanting to give you a hope and a future. And, and even saying that you will do great miracles and do crazy things, right? Like Jesus even said in his word, saying that like, hey, you will do greater things than these. And when he said these, he's talking about all the miracles that he performed, right? That includes like the, the healing of, of the sick, fixing the blind, right? And then multiplying the fish and, and the, the bread. So imagine when he said, you will do greater things than these. Imagine you're at like Olive Garden, right? And you get the, the basket of bread and you're like, hey guys, watch this. And you multiply the bread, right? Like, that's so cool. God said he, we would do things like this, like greater things than these that he had done. And so that's crazy and, and, and huge. But again, I think it's important to know where he's calling us from, where he's calling us out of. So I got a question for you, all right? Raise your hand for me if usually you wake up in a good mood. Raise your hand. Okay. Some of you, some of you. Now, raise your hand if usually you wake up in a bad mood. That's definitely me. Yeah, I, I do not wake up in a good mood usually, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know what to, I don't want to say it. Yeah, no, like I totally wake up in a bad mood, right? But what I, what I find interesting is that if we are so easily swayed towards feeling a certain way, just from waking up, how much more are we going to be swayed into acting on how we feel, right? So in everything that we do, how easily would it be for us to act on, on how we feel or what we want or to act on our own desires or, or pleasures that we hope to obtain, right? Now, this next question I have, don't raise your hands. But if I were to ask you personally, if I were to go up to you and say and ask, have you ever dealt with a loss or a death of some kind in your life? Have you ever experienced something that was either taken away from you like childhood innocence, like, like a parent's unity, something that, was, that you were supposed to have, like love and protection and care, but you, it was taken away. I think a lot of us would say, yes, we have experienced that. 
Now, I know this is like four or five minutes into the sermon, and it's already getting <laughs> super deep, right? But, but I don't want to downplay this heaviness. What I want you guys to do, and I, even for myself here, I want to hold this heaviness as a conviction for me and for you to almost to, to be able to sit there and say, that loss that I've experienced, that loss that someone took away from me, I never want to do to somebody else. Not to others, nor to myself. But what's so frustrating is that we not only experience horrifying loss, but we also contribute towards it. Whether it's the same loss that you experienced growing up or a different loss. Like how many times have we seen where, where parents will act in a certain way and then the kids will just go off and do the same thing when they grow up? I see it so many times where patterns happen over and over. But what's sad is that it's, it's a repeated loss. It's a death that is there in your life, whether it's in a relationship or, or, or something else. But, but we've all experienced it. And again, we contribute towards it. See, sin is defined as missing the mark. If I were to pick up a bow and arrow and shoot at a target, it doesn't matter if I miss by a little bit or by a lot. I still miss the mark. And so if you try and downplay the sin that you're doing, the thing that you know you shouldn't be doing, don't fool yourself because it's big. It's resulting in a death or a loss of a situation in your life. And God doesn't want that for you. I don't want that for you. But what's sad is sometimes we don't even see it. When I was growing up, I, uh, I moved a lot. And so one of the moves, I moved to Georgia, and I made a, a really good friend uh, whose name was Dakota. And, and Dakota and I would hang out all the time. We'd hang out after school a lot, and, and usually, by usually I mean all the time, it would be at my house. Whenever I'd ask, I'd be like, hey, like, can we go over to your house? He'd say, no, no, like, you know, you, you wouldn't want to. And, and I was always like, why, you know? And, and he started to explain to me how, you know, yeah, my, my parents were, were kind of like your parents. You know, you guys are Christians and stuff. And my parents used to be really involved in the church. And my dad was a small group leader. My mom was, was another volunteer somewhere. And, and I used to think, cool. And, and me, for me personally at this point in my life, I wasn't really a Christian. I, I could care less, kind of. And uh, I was just like, okay, whatever. I still want to go over to your house. Say you live in the woods. That's cool, right? Um, and, and so one day, though, he, he invited me over. One day, he was like, hey, my older sister, her boyfriend, is, uh, is having a birthday party. And uh, you should totally come over. We're having a huge bonfire. And so, you know, he, he would tell me these things about his parents. But then he also said how things have changed. And, and I didn't really understand what he meant. And so my mom was dropping us off. And you know how the parents do their thing where, like, the mom will meet the other mom. And they'll go up and talk and chit-chat for, like, they'll say five minutes. It'll be, like, hours, Right. And so we went up, and, and, you know, I'm sitting there, like, me, little seventh grade me. I'm like, Mom, will you leave? Like, I'm trying to be cool here, right? You know, like, get out of the way. I'm trying to hang out with my friend. And, um, but, but I was sitting there, and I was waiting for her to leave, and, and I was overhearing their conversation. And, and they're speaking Christianese, right? They're saying all the cool God terms, and my mom brought up God because she loves God, and she was speaking it back and stuff. But something was not right. And, and when I walked around this, this little trailer that it was – it was, it was a trailer in, in the woods, and they had some neighbors, right, here and there or whatnot. But 
there, there was something off. And, and later, I found out that the mom, who was speaking Christianese, right, like saying all the right things, she was actually sleeping with the neighbor across the, a couple trees down, right? <laughs> and, and, and she was sleeping with him, right? Well, then I find out that not only was she sleeping with him, she was sleeping with the boyfriend of my best friend's older sister. And the boyfriend had four kids with this girl. And so all this weird stuff started coming out. I was like, what the heck? And I came over to my buddy's house again one other time. There was like only two times. And we were walking through the house and, you know, you see trash everywhere. There's hardly any food. But there's like eight siblings that they had. And I was like, wow, like this is really sad. There's a lot of death that's going on. And and I kid you not, this happened. It was, it was like straight out of a horror movie. His little sister comes up, you know, a different sister. And she was like, I think like 10 at the time or something. She comes up to me and she's like introducing herself. And I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. She's like, yeah, I was just playing with my friend Patty Cake in the closet over there. And I kid you not, she points to this empty closet right over there. And it's like right in the dark. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Like, what in the heck is going on? And at, again, at this point, I, I wasn't really a Christian. I didn't really know what was going on. I just thought, wow, you have a weird sister. And yeah, pretty much that was that. But what's sad about this whole situation and about this story is that I had grown up in a Christian household. See, I knew everything that I'm telling you now, and, and I did nothing with it. I didn't tell my friend, hey, look, you have like a messy situation going on. Let me tell you something that could potentially bring life. I didn't do that. For me personally, I knew about this, this life that I could have, but I didn't even take it for myself. And so what's sad is neither of us saw what we could have in Christ, neither me or my friend. And we both missed out on, on something huge. Now, if you feel like there's, a, there's this big tension between doing what's right and, and, and forsaking what you desire, there is that tension, and that's real. And know that you are not alone. Like, if you're struggling with something in here that you know you shouldn't be doing, but it's because of the pleasure or because of the happiness that you're trying to chase, know that there is a cost to it, but that you're not alone. See, Paul wrote, like, 30% of the New Testament. Okay, he, he's this huge, like, big guy in the faith, right? But he even says in Romans 7, uh, verse 15, he says, for I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. But what makes us different as Christians is that we not only just have the knowledge of right and wrong, but we have the power to overcome it. And that's what I want to hit on tonight so hard is that we, we are not just called out from something. We are not just called out from this darkness or from whatever we're doing or whatever loss or death that we've experienced. We're not only just called out in, from that, but we're called to create life. We're called to create that light in other people's lives and in our own. I see too many times Christians, and, and even myself, Step into a situation where, yes, I've moved on from, from all this sin and evil, gross stuff that was causing destructiveness in my life. But then I step into this place where I, I don't really do anything. 
I, I don't really do anything with the light that I do have, and I don't do anything with, with the life that I could give, right? And so Paul goes on to say in Romans 8, 5 through 8, if you guys want to pull out your Bible apps actually real quick, follow along with me just real quick. It's Romans chapter 8, 5 through 8. He gives a message on, on what it means to, to forsake the flesh and to live by the Spirit. Romans 8, 5 through 8 says this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I don't know about you, but I could surely use some life and peace. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I could surely use some life and peace. And I know others can too. And then he goes on, verse 10 through 11. He says, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Think about that. Think about that. Know that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, Jesus was like, no, I'm not just going to leave you. I'm going to send someone who can be in you, and that same Spirit that rose me is going to be in you. Like, that's how powerful and real it is. Have you ever been, uh, do, do you guys know about Bath and Body Works? Like, how many of you have ever heard of it or been in it? Raise your hand. Okay, yeah, so I, I hardly, I always mix it up with uh, another store, I think it's called uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, thank you. I used to like combine the two or like mix one, <laughs> one of the words out, right? And uh, I probably went in there like once as a kid with my mom. But then I started dating Abby and we went in there a lot more. <laughs> and so I got very familiar with the scents, right? And so now every time I, I like walk through the aisles with Abby, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, there's the, the snowy peach berry, right? There's the... <laughs> There's the, the, the fresh peppermint over there, you know, things like that, right? And um, so I got very familiar, right? And you ever smell something that smells, like, so good, it, like, invigorates your soul? Like, like you smell it through your nostrils, and it's like, and it's like, oh, man. Like, it, like it hits so, so good, <laughs> right? And, and it's refreshing almost, right? That's how it can be sometimes when you encounter someone who, who has a spirit in you in them. Like, it's almost like, wow, like, you can, you can tell with that person. Something's different. Something is going on with them. It's like when you walk past somebody who has, like, a nice cologne, and you're like, dang, dude, like, yo, he, he, he's smelling good. Like, he just showered or something, right? And, and <laughs> same thing with, like, a girl, right? Like, oh, man, she smells really good, right? That's how it is, I think, sometimes with the spirit. Now, how many of you have ever smelled something that was dead or rotting? Raise your hand. Yeah, right? That is disgusting. Like, that is wretched and gross, and, and ugh, it's wrong. Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. And 
it, it's just, yeah, you can tell that difference. Like, you don't want to smell that. But how many of us are walking around with, with rotting decay in our lives? How many of us can, can smell it on someone else? Like, something's off. Something's going on. I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be smelling like that. We, as Christians, carry the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. And if you know this, if we know this to be true, then you got to ask yourself a couple questions. One, what are you doing with this knowledge? Are you sharing this light with others who so desperately need it, or are you hiding it from them? Number two, do you desperately need it? Are you hiding God from certain areas of your life you'd rather keep hidden? And if you are, just know two things. One, the secrecy is only temporary. It's going to come out. And two, the situation will result in death. It's rotting. Now, I love truth, and I love truth seekers. If, if you're someone who's like, I need the proof, I need to see what is going on, like to believe it, right? I, I respect that. I love it. I think if you're on a mission to know if God is real or not, continue. and Go forth, onward. Continue to discover who he is and who you are in light of him. But if you're a Christian and believe to be serving a God who literally came down in the flesh to dwell among us, to die and to be raised back to life again, we can talk about the history and the crazy proof that there is. But what I find even more powerful is the truth that you can see of a changed life today. That the proof of Jesus' death and resurrection is shown through me, through you, and that the proof of life is within you. We're prone to destroy. But because of God and him bringing the light, I love that the first three verses of the whole Bible says that there is nothing and then there was God who created light. Like how beautiful is that? He's a God who wants to make life and light apparent in your life and, and to spread it to everyone around you. So don't stay complacent, but let God have the entirety of you to let it glow with his love and life. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for who you are and for what you're doing in our lives. God, we don't deserve you and for what you've done and for what you're doing, but yet you love us so much. I pray, God, that for those of us who, who may be dealing and wrestling with things that are, are kept hidden, God, I pray that you just expose it to that individual. That by the Holy Spirit and his power in us, God, I pray that you just bring conviction to bring change. That we would see that there is life in you and that you would want to bring us life and life abundantly. God, I pray that we'd walk in your promises and believe that you love us and that we are held in your hands, God. I pray that we'd walk out from here to create and not to destroy. In Jesus' name, amen.
There's a holy expectation Before what you're about to do Full of awe and adoration We wait for you We wait for you And there's a people on the altar And what we offer you will use Would you breathe on this surrender We're here for you We're here for you So come now Spirit of God, stir in our hearts, light up revival. Oh, Spirit, come have your way. Rain down a heavenly flame here in this place. Unleash your power. Oh, Spirit, come have your way.
Go before us. Lord, come fill us up and give us the, the strength to be a light for you, a sweet-smelling perfume, just filling the world with your life and your light. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.